Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Good Trash Honorcast. This is a special bonus episode. I'm here in my home, accompanied by one... Arthur Gordon. And we are going to be looking at Independence Day. Uh, there's going to be an episode about this. and uh, we are Either going before or after we drop this, so... At some point. One point. You know, proximate to the other thing. And uh, we're doing something that we've only done once before. We did a Twin Peaks episode three commentary. Dalton and I did uh, many, many moons ago. And <laughs> Arthur and I are going to make an attempt at an Independence Day commentary uh, right now for your listening pleasure. Where we are right now on the DVD version, uh, which ought to be similar to uh, various streaming methods that you may be using or other means that you might be accomplishing receiving this film. I'm not sure streaming methods would have the... THX. You don't think they would? Not ne- well. I mean, I, I thought it was like. I don't know if Netflix or Hulu would. Other streaming methods might. Hmm. Oh, ten four, good buddy. Okay. <laughs> Depends on where you're getting those streaming <laughs> streamlines from. Well, we're going to be starting at the THX scene. We'll try to say things that sort of cue moments in the film yeah. in case you have some other strange copy or whatever of the film. Uh, that way, you can uh, be listening to our comments in real time. But here we are just before the THX screen begins in three, two, one, go. There it is. Digitally mastered for optimal video and audio performance. Mm-hmm. I was just curious about that. We'll find, we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, that's fine. Um, not a whole lot going on right now. We're very bored. 20th Century Fox. You know, I've been thinking about this Star Wars, and I know this is like the worst thing to be talking about on Independence Day. Is it? Commentary. Yeah. But forever in my mind, this opening 20th Century Fox theme is associated with Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And immediately what starts is the music from Star Wars. Yeah. What's fascinating to me is that there's going to be a Star Wars movie in December. It is not going to have 20th Century Fox music at the front end of it. It's kind of the end of an era, isn't it? Um, yeah, it really is kind of something that d- disappoints me. These are really bad titles, by the way. At the time, they weren't. Uh, okay. All right, opening July 2nd. Cold open on the moon. A very, very grainy photo of the moon that's slowly becoming colorized. So we're going from the photo to, I'm going to go with real life. Patriotic music in the background, of course. Well, it's America. I mean, that's what he's going to do. The, s- the immigrant director is 100% pro-America, we think. Well, he's got to, you know, I guess, compensate or something, I guess. I don't know. I can... I'm surprised Roland Emmerich hasn't made a uh, moon landing theorem film Seems oh to be yeah. up his alley. Yeah, with Stanley Kubrick and all the crazy. Yeah. And, you know, with Apollo 18. It kind of, it would fall suit with his Shakespeare anonymous film. I got to say, though, I saw this movie in the theaters on July 2nd, 3rd, 4th, I'm not sure. Whatever that <laughs> Opening was, weekend? The opening weekend. That's awesome. Uh, when this came out. And I was blown away at this moment. Oh, I bet. With uh, just, you know, the, the, the shadow coming over. Just the, I mean, it really was a spectacle at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the time, this was a big, a big deal. This was this was pre Michael Bay, so we haven't seen yeah. anything this big, really. I mean, at all, I don't think, as far as special effects and things going boom. 
I mean, it's essentially, quintessentially a blockbuster. Now, this is totally Star Wars cribbed, right? This is the Corellian Cor- Cor- Corvette kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Which, I mean, Show- it's just become a trope now in science fiction. Oh, yeah. Showcase the, the enemy. And the size of the ship, you know. Strange things are afoot on planet Earth. There really is some good use of some uh, pop music in this also. The R.E.M.'s in the world, end of the world as we know it right now. is uh, It's a good choice. Yeah. Maybe a little on the nose. Is it? I mean, we know we're. I mean, we know we know we're getting for. in for. Yeah. I mean, everything was on the <laughs> tin already. High tech Asian working the space station. Stereotype, it's maybe. Right. Well, I mean, it is. It's it's a listing thing. It's a SETI thing, right? And this is one of those moments where you think about the better. Oh. Movie, where you think about contact right now. I forever uh, connect him with Mr. Deeds. Oh yeah. Well, see, I was thinking about his other Emmerich uh, performance in, uh, <laughs> in in Stargate. He's uh, the leader of the uh, oh the people of the people, yeah, the the desert people there. No, I always Stargate. number one. He is the uh, the second hand man from Mister Deeds, and and after that, he's he's Electra's father in Daredevil. Those oh, are the top yeah. two I connect him with. I forgot about Electra. That's a good point. But as I was saying earlier, though, this is, you know, again, SETI and that listening and trying to find extraterrestrial life. And it is one of those moments in cinema where you think about the better movie that sort of does the same sort of thing. And yeah. I think about Helen Hunt and uh, Matthew Mahogany. Mahogany. <laughs> Mahogany. <laughs> Matthew in, Mahogany. That's right. The Wood. And uh, In Contact. Uh, just this fantastic movie. I've never seen Contact. I need to watch it. Oh, man, you do. Oh. It moves me. This is going to be a thing I'm going to do a lot in this commentary. I'm going to talk about the other movies. That, that this reminds you of? Flags of Our cool. Fathers. Go. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> or the Battle of Iwo Jima starting, starring John Wayne. <laughs> the, the American is strong in this film. There's a uh, bit of trivia about uh, Robert Loggia in this film. Uh, he uh, spent like a day in his trailer angry, not wanting to come back on the set, because oh. apparently Roland Emmerich had told him he needed to take a look at Airplane. Yes. For uh, inspiration. Yes. What he meant to say was 1970s airport. Completely different. Which is, yeah. Completely not, different not, genre. Not the same film at all. And he was furious because he thought he was in some sort of spoof movie. <laughs> which I think would be really hilarious, right? That's funny. I'm maybe even funnier they took himself that serious. I know. Uh, it is, I, mean, I mean, I think Robert Loge is the bee's knees, but... You know, he's, he's and here he is, actor. the greatest president to ever grace a silver screen. Well, I mean, there is, um, you know, Jed Bartlett. You know, I mean, let's let's set up Bill Pullman's president against Jed Bartlett. Who would you vote for? Well, Before pre or the post? Alien, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the guy who saved us from the alien invention, uh, <laughs> invasion is going to win all the elections, right? I would hope so. Well, you would think so. He's like the FDR, like four th- four elections in his dying office, right? So is Pullman a was he the Republican or is he the Democrat? Do we know? I, well, I don't think there's ever there's ever a party given. Based off what you know about his character, what would you say? Uh, well, see, the thing is, I mean, I think about an election past where we have two Vietnam vets. We got McCain and Kerry. Um, so on both yeah. sides of the coin. Uh, yeah, both sides of it. So I think it's an either or. I don't. I don't think you could really say that. I mean, they're both pilots. He is a mirror for you to project your your political party onto. You know that that's probably accurate. I love the Meet the Press right here. You know, this is funny. I used to watch this show when I was a kid. You know, Eleanor <laughs> Cliff, more contract. About I, I 40 years ago. Shut up. Get cancer. You're so mean to me. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's so funny uh, just to see this kind of you know moment here. And uh, present in the bathrobes, a good thing. Yeah, it is. These are heavily politicized times, and this is coming out. This is this is impeachment era. Oh, okay. And so, I mean which makes the uh, I'm sleeping next to a young brunette comment a little more. Yeah. On the nose. Heavily politicized yeah. time. And I'll tell a story about um, a moment in this film later in terms of those politics uh, when we get a little further in here. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there is some time and place stuff that goes on. But they're really making a big deal of his young, his youthness. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of, you know, and it was, he was a fighter pilot, so shades of JFK, maybe? Okay, I can see that, I, yeah. I'm not sure what they're going for here. Yeah, he's young, he's attractive. Mm-hmm, he so certainly is. Yeah. I mean, I'd kiss him. Would you? Yeah, right now. Mid-90s Bill Pullman or current Bill Pullman? No, mid-90s Bill Pullman. Good. You know, there's a weird sort of, um, speaking of Bill Pullman and just that time and place, you know, Robert Loge's in this. Uh, Bill Pullman's in this, and of course uh, David Lynch made a film called Lost Highway with Patricia Arquette. Yes, and uh, they're both in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, and so there is this sort of weird Elseworlds thing going on that's every time that's I watch fun. this. What I think about Lost Highway. That's which awesome. Is deeply disturbing. Here we go, though, the very stereotypical Jewish man, and and the very attractive Jeff Goldblum. The the ultimate, the the be all, the end all, the Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum did not do enough things. He should be in all of the things. And he's really just playing Malcolm again. Yeah, he absolutely is. Absolutely, he is. These old men playing chess. Is there a Pixar short that sort of references something in this? To an extent, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, my memory's faltering right now, but it seems like there's something there. There maybe there's been a lot of Pixar shorts. There's been a lot this of Pixar is movies. The beginning of smoking to no longer be sexy as well. Oh yeah. It's checkmate, man. He leaves his angry, muttering father in the park. Yeah, I know who does to that? <laughs> consider his move, and he rides his bike into the office, not into the building itself, but in the actual literal office it's that he works in. The ultimate of eccentricity, right? Another there, right? stereotype. Oh uh, yeah, and not a kind one. No. You know, the Jewish stereotype at least is sort of loving. I don't feel like this is loving at all. No. And that's Emmerich. Oh, oh. oh. First major theme: recycle. Save the Earth. They might do that by the end of the movie. You never they know. might. They might. I forget. It might change this time. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an interesting movie? Yeah, it would absolutely would be, right? You just like sent out a movie with every week you showed it, the ending changed? That would be awesome. Like Clue, like not but... Like Clue, but like literally ex- it's The extension of that, yeah. Sometimes the bad guys win, and you don't know what's going to happen. That would be very interesting. Okay. Quote of the day the earth stood still. Is that Joseph Gordon Levitt? Nope. Nope. Never no. mind. Just a look alike. Sorta of, kinda. 
Like all of these are sort of like mini Keanu like lab experiments. Whoa. Kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas is not happy. No. Sort of nondescript location in the desert. It told us where. Did it? I, I wasn't. Yeah, there was a title. It was Imperial I, Valley somewhere. Oh, I was looking away. I, I assume like Arizona, Nevada. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Very close. California to or something. Yeah. I like how Russell wears the old school, like you know, um, pilot outfit. Yeah, pilot outfit. He looks like the uh, the similar drunk character in Rocketeer who has that outfit on in the forties. Yes, and it absolutely is a 40s World War II outfit that he's yeah. wearing. Yeah, oh, totally. He's living his glory days, or what he thinks are his glory days. The man is crazy pants. And a drunk. So far we've met the president, the New York Jew, and now the uh, and his father. poor Midwestern drunkard. So we're hitting the spectrum. America is a melting pot. America That's the theme. It is a slice of life, is it not? And the aliens were welcomed until they... Well, we'll get to that. And that very, very failed close encounters of the third kind moment. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his bottle of whiskey with him in <laughs> the plane. <laughs> in the plane. Don't drink and fly, folks. And that's a whole nother level of crazy right there. Randy Quay just has a ball with his role, and it is fun. Yeah, he's. I mean, everybody's having a ball in this movie. I think, though, I think everybody's having a blast. I think, I think it's absolutely. I, I mean, Emmerich, his movies are sort of crazy, and I, I'm not sure I like them, but there certainly is a sense that everybody on cast is enjoying what's going on, and they're enjoying each other, and they're glad that they're there. There's yeah. There never seems to be very many of those moments where someone's like, "I'm getting my paycheck, and I'm going to go home as soon as this yeah. is over." Yeah, this is just a, this is more of a release than a, they knew what they were getting themselves in for. Yeah. I think this is Emmerich's best movie. I don't know that I would argue with that statement. I personally liked Anonymous a lot. I didn't see Anonymous. So I, I enjoyed it. Say, I can't speak It was just that. a completely different thing because it wasn't. The Patriot, which I really, really I liked. haven't. It, it, it definitely competes with this film, I'd say. That's fair. And there are. Only a couple years apart, right? No, yeah, they're very close. Yeah, 96 and 90. Was this 94? Mm. Where are we at here? No, 95. 95. 95, yeah. 96. So Patriots, 97, 98. I maybe? think this is probably the superior film overall. Patriots, Patriot plays a little long, I think. Yeah. I think it's interesting just in the fact that it does that whole Revolutionary War thing in the Southern Theater instead of the Northern Theater, which is sort of where, you know, Washington was and crosses the Potomac and all that. And yeah. Part of the Civil War was fought in South Carolina. Yeah. You know, there's things going on in the South. And it sort of really focuses on that. I find that to be interesting. Man, 15 mile wide spaceships. It's crazy town. Don't you feel like you ought to know earlier? This is one of those things where you start thinking about, like, you know, near Earth asteroids and that kind of stuff, and the big explosion that happened over Russia like last year. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, how do we miss this? Why don't we start paying attention to those things? And if new things start showing up or things start kind of coming in crazy ways, I don't know. I'd like a couple, three or four days to prepare. You know, uh, well, I mean, take out a big loan and gamble all my money away. I don't know something. Hey, yeah. here's another uh, 
a uh, Bruce Willis ripoff and Dan Aykroyd kind of. Yeah, Captain Hairline meets Dan Aykroyd. I think you're absolutely right. I actually have no memory of this sequence from before. <laughs> I've seen this movie a dozen times at least. This is the point in the film where we're going around the world to see everybody's reactions to the aliens or what they, the UFOs, I guess. I'm not quite sure what they are yet. Screenwriting, the crap is going down and everybody's noticing. So we're in Iraq and we're also... Persian Gulf. Well, yeah. And we're also in an American space, or not space thing, a uh, submarine. Yeah. You know, so. Now we've got the special report. I guess it's a spectrum right Iraq and us. That covers the whole world. Yeah. Seems to be something political going on there that I don't know if I want to comment on at this point. Maybe not. There were like 70 fake newscasts and news reports that were made uh, for this film. Not all of them were used. Like They spent a lot of time making this sort of stuff and distorting it and, and, and whatnot. That's commitment. It really is commitment. I think it's really, really cool. And I, and I love these sequences. They're very, very believable. It would have been really fun if they'd use them as like TV spots. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Kind of a War of the Worlds thing. I don't remember that. I don't. They should have, though. That no, would have been they, they showed that sort of iconic scene of the White House blowing up, and I think that was really the whole thing. Yeah, that's the big image. That's what everybody uses. Yeah. Which is fine. It's icon- I mean, it's a, it's a great imagery. Yeah, it absolutely is. They're all up in the Oval Office trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Can you imagine being in that room in that meeting going, okay, so th- there are aliens coming, we think, <laughs> and they might not like us. And they might. We don't know. I mean, how, man. Got to reach out and touch someone. Worst day ever. Oh, there it is. Looks like the sun. I don't think they make the pull up here. No. Nah. No. Nah. Not alive. Extra crispy. That's crazy. Is there a vice president in this movie? I don't think we ever meet him. He just references him. Yeah. We see everybody but the vice president, I think. We see his entire cabinet. I mean, I guess it's the way it's supposed to work, right? It's supposed to separate and sequester, and that way there is a chain of command intact if something <laughs> crazy were to happen. Yeah, you don't keep them all together in one place. Right. So I think that's what they're referencing Well, there. it's pretty much like, you know, the way it is now. I mean, when do you ever see Joe Biden with a Barack Obama? When do you ever see Joe Biden? Exactly. Well, only when he's, like, you know, doing something stupid. That's when you see Joe Biden. You never see Joe Biden and a Barack in the same spot at the same time. That's right. You know what? They're the same person. They're the same person. (laughs) He's Batman and Joe Biden. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. No, 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 (laughs) Obama. Space finds a way. (laughs) Right. I love his little... um, Tank top under his under oh his, yeah uh, totally flannel shirt look oh it's great it's very handsome I 
Recycles. I love, I love how he's like totally figuring out what's going on and no one's paying any attention yeah. at all. Yeah. Because of like aliens are coming. He's the harbinger of death and no one's giving him any We're all gonna die. Credibility. Oh, there's your ex wife. Don't want to throw salt in the wound or anything. Our Hispanic uh, population in this film is 100% English-speaking, <laughs> which is nice. Well, it was, it was a hot point at the time as well. Man, oh, see, this is one of those moments where you just like it's like it's like watching a train wreck because they're making sort of my mother. They're making these decisions to uh, sort of protect themselves, but they're actually making things worse for themselves. Yeah. It's just awful. Of course, this piece of music was played in uh, Pulp Fiction. Is it? I think so. You know, I've been in small towns and I've been in diners before and people are absolutely capable of being mean and doing things like that. But I have never seen a thing where somebody's got a no. thing, and they're just like openly harangued and harassed like this in a diner. Yeah. And I've been in I've been in lots of them. Like I've been a regular. Yeah. This does not happen. No. No. And, and I really kind of hate the small town stereotype. It's like, hey, you know that horribly painful, awful thing that's going on in your life right now? Let's talk about it right now, and we'll all kind of laugh about it. Yeah. I really I really hate that. Like it'd be more maybe appropriate if it was in a bar. Which apparently they serve beer in the morning here. <laughs> which He's is got I guess a pint. It's the kind of place for us, right? Yeah. Well, there's a Coors Light sign by the menu board, so maybe. God bless Randy Quayer, Dennis. Dennis, this is Dennis. This is Randy. Randy. For the, yeah. God bless the Quaid brothers. The Quaid, both son. of them. Are they brothers or father and son? I have no idea. God bless brothers. the Quaid family. The Quaid, all the Quaids, including and the Baldwins. <laughs> Including the Quaid from Total Recall. We want to bless you also. Even though you're not real and fictitious, we can <laughs> include you in that family. Yes. <laughs> oh, here comes the uh, eclipse of Hollywood. Oh, you heard that little bit of score, that bum, 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 bum. So, 1996, I've got my first car. It's an IROC Z28 Camaro. Yeah. And uh, I own this soundtrack, and I blared it all the time. It's not a good score, but it's memorable, and that is the cue. Is that, that it? Absolutely. Here it, Here it is. is again. Dun, dun, dun. It's beautiful. It's nice. Impending doom is coming. It's getting that point across. And so this is the one piece of score that's, you know, I mean, it really is the hook. You know, it's too bad it's not like a lengthy piece like the Raiders March or something John Williams would do. But yeah. Um, really, though, this movie doesn't even call for that, though. I mean, it's all about ominous threat and terror more than anything. Does this movie get made post-9-11? I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. It did kind of fall in that there was a spate of disaster movies at the time. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. kind of Dante's Peak and... You know, earthquake movies, volcano. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, really, it was sort of part of that. And this is Armageddon. Armageddon. We're a few years from Armageddon, I think. 
yeah, a few years away from that, but it's it's right in the middle of that whole. So maybe yeah. the high mark in all this. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Say, probably the best film of it. Yeah, Armageddon's I, real good. I yeah, mean, no, yeah, I agree. I ain't gonna I, hate on. I would watch this over Armageddon though. I like Armageddon a lot, but I like this more. I, I think I think this is sort of the high point in it. But do yep. love. I love watching that spaceship coming out of that, that yeah. front cloud. The effects look great, and they still do. Yeah, they do. I think we've got a couple of. Uh, Oscar wins here, nominations at least for those effects. Really? I Oscar winner for best effects, best visual effects, yep. So, yeah. I mean, deservedly so. I mean, this no, is it looks. It still looks good. Yeah, I'm, I'm real. You know, I cannot see New York skyline, though. It's talking about being post 9-11, and we just saw the two towers. Yeah. And, I mean, there is something in the time travel that is cinema that makes watching a lot of New York films really hard for me anymore. Oh, yeah, I bet. That just makes me so sad. Yeah, it's it's just weird to see. I mean, because I mean, obviously they're so iconic in the skyline anyway, and so this is the first thing you see anytime it's any movie, you know, yeah. for any reason. I was like, oh man, why do you get out of your car and stop in the middle of the street, officer? Oh, we see a lot of the same scene scene work in uh, Armageddon. Yes, actually, the streets of New York and people are just going crazy. Well, that's because they're getting like shotgun with you know asteroids before the big one comes, right? Yeah. I just want the stage plus marshmallow land, the Central Park West right there. And I just, I mean, that's what <laughs> I want more than anything when I see that moment. Put Jeff Goldblum in all of the things, please. Well, and he knows what they're doing. Just like he knows the park's going to collapse at Jurassic Park, he knows what the aliens are doing. Before they even get settled up, he knows what's going to happen. Jeff Goldblum is God. I think, I think there's something to that. Except for not so much in The Fly. He doesn't seem to see what's coming at all in that movie. Or he might not have gotten that chamber. That's fair. And here we see the biggest action star of the of the 90s. Probably the highest grossing movie star of the 90s. Probably one of the highest grossing movie stars ever. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I never, no, that's valid, yeah. I've never seen any demographics on that, but... He's up there. Yeah, absolutely. I know is. The Rock's... Up there too now. Well, he did some math on it. He's like special effects, science fiction features. Like he saw that those things made so much money. Yeah. And he's like, okay, those are the movies I'm going to take. Yeah. Like I want to get into acting, and you know he saw the money that Ghostbusters made. He saw the money that Star Wars made. He's like, I'm going to be in the movies that make a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, you know, he's done other things since then. He's done you know the Pursuit of Happiness and. You know, oh, yeah. you know, sort of his, you know, high acting. Yeah, know, he really Ali. kicked it off not long after this with Ali when he yeah. did the biopic. And so he's sort of moving forward in an acting career, but he's like, now the way I'm going to establish myself as a movie star, yeah, is that, way. and I mean, it was a brilliant methodology. Yeah. Tell me the actress's name again. That's playing his wife. Yeah. Check that. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's going not to Vivica be Foss, is it Vanessa? It's, yeah, it's Vivica Fox. Is it Vivica yeah, Fox? Yeah, it's Vivica Fox. See, I just I'm I'm bad with names sometimes. So and I was better with names than I thought I was. Everybody's all looking around and moving. What's going on? Or in a case of a much worse movie, what's happening? <laughs> He's a little distracted. Oh, my goodness. It's a cute kid. 
Is that Buckwheat? Yes, I believe that is who that is. Yeah. From the Little Rascals movie? Mm-hmm. That's excellent. I love that movie. The prophet. The Old Testament prophet is warning us to leave town. Man, that's a little on the nose. But I think you're probably on it. Be <laughs> Repent, the end is near, right? Yeah. I mean, at least he's not called Jeremiah instead of David, right? Well, that's much. <laughs> it's not much better. <laughs> David wasn't a prophet, I guess, known for being More a prophet. More king, but yeah. poet, yeah. But... One man, Jeff Goldblum, has figured out this entire strategy in roughly an hour. I mean, yeah. The rest of the world doesn't know what's going on, though. Yeah, I mean, this is brilliant. Can we talk a little bit about um, Jeff Goldblum's supernaturalistic performance method? It's like he literally is thinking of the line, but he isn't actually thinking of the line. But he, abs- I mean, he's able to pretend like he's pondering. a person who's just like, I'm thinking about what I want to say next. Yeah. It's amazing what he does. Every, I mean, every time I've seen him on screen, whether we're talking like early work, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake, or yeah. The Fly, Jurassic Park, obviously, you know, even stuff he's done uh, with Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what he does, but I believe he's a person who's actually thinking of what he's saying as he says it. He's got that natural charisma. There's just a cadence there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his delivery a lot. You give anybody else lines... They're clearly saying the lines, you yeah. know, in, in, in a way that he just, I don't know how he avoids it, but it's not just the ums and ahs and the pauses that he does. I just, I'm just blown away by him. And, man, he's just super good. And he just got hung up on, and that makes me very sad because I want to hear him talk more. <laughs> I would, yeah, I just, I want some audiobooks narrated by Jeff Goldblum, if I can get that to happen. Then you feel like it's not like your ideas, right? Like that would be the joke, right? <laughs> It'd be kind of fantastic. Uh, that's a good joke. To uh, to disembark in an orderly fash- fashion and then smash cut then to cut. like chaos in the streets. Oh yeah, that, of course. That, that's a real good joke. Yeah. Again, I just love and see the channel fifty one in the corner there of that news broadcast. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously looking forward to. Area 51. Oh, yeah. I do not like the black stereotyping that goes on right now. You know, that you've got to call them back and then... Oh, the grammar and the... Yeah. You know, wills all hail no kind of stuff. I yeah, the, the kind of ghetto yeah. thing that they're oh, doing. Oh, look, see, you're pacing over to the... Yeah. I, I <laughs> again, pre-bay. I mean, this is the pre-bay. Start Transformers yeah. 2, this is, this is what we're going towards. Yeah. But it's early, and so it's not as off-putting. I'm able to keep going with it. There's that transition. We're still transitioning, and yeah. I hate that they cut buckwheat's hair. Firecrackers.
I think she's supposed to say I love you right now. Another one of those lines right there. Yeah. But I, I charisma for days out of Will Smith. I mean Oh yeah. I mean all he's doing is talking to this girl about coming over and like I'm just shut up. You yeah. Know? It's just so good. He he's got a star about him. He's he's got that, that quality. He's he's good. Yeah, he's I mean I just, fun to watch. I just, yeah, I wanna watch I mean again, he's just sitting by a car talking about going to work. Yeah. You know, and maybe you can come stay with me where I'm staying over there instead of me staying with you here. I mean, it's I not like a major moment. He's not proposing. Yeah. But it's beautiful. The pairing of Smith and Goldblum is probably one of the most unorthodox, but I think it just works for days. Absolutely. It's just, I think, brilliant. You want to borrow the car? That's, that's so funny. I'm dry. Dad with a shotgun well, out the door. Is why you want to borrow the car? That's so funny. I'm a Tridadian. I don't even have a car. <laughs> There's another racial stereotype in the science fiction. Just saying. So here we have a president who's a wholesome family man with no issues in yeah. his marriage. I, I think the contrast is intentional. And here we see the president's daughter played by, uh, um, oh goodness, Mae Whitman, uh, who internet people would know probably as Anne from Arrested Development. And oh. who has a prominent role on uh, Parenthood. I didn't realize that. Yes, she's very extremely young here. Fascinating. Oh. Don't want to be an anhog. They know everything. Again, the sort of confidence in the government. There, there's, you know, in the 90s, you know, I think about the X-Files. Yeah. There is this sort of uh, idea that the government's keeping secrets from us. That was sort of the... Oh, yeah, conspiracy the theories yeah, and the conspiracy lone gunman theory. type stuff. And that they know things that we don't know. They know things that are not revealing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, now it's, it's a different sort of situation is that they are getting information. Of course, they know things that... But they know everything we know is sort of the thing now. Like yeah, they're, they're, yeah, They yeah. evaded all of our privacy. Yeah. It's not so much... You know, there is sort of, you know, uh, the... You know, black prisons and that kind of stuff, and yeah, uh, and, and whatnot that goes on in the secrecy. But that—that's less the emphasis, it seems now. It, it's about invading our privacy. But in the '90s, again, and then I think this is what this is interesting as an artifact is that um, there are in, there's important information that we need to know that's being hidden. Yeah, and I again, I get just you know, sign of the times from which it comes. Who is that actor? Because that is not Bill Pullman. No, they're talking about Randy Quaid. Oh. Dennis Quaid. Whichever Quaid. It's Randy. They're talking about Quaid again. Quaid. Quaid. Start the reactor. They are eating. Free Mars. They are eating rice cakes. Quaker brand rice cakes. I love rice cakes. This is the do it for our country scene from Greece 2. <laughs> The old red, white, and blue. That actress um, has gone on and done some good things. Has she? Yeah, she's in uh, a couple of television programs. I'm trying to think of what it is offhand. 
but she does look familiar. Yeah, she's done she's done quite I'm a bit of work, but quick. I don't think she's done any big cinema work mostly. I think it's been oh, she's a Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. She's the uh, the daughter in that. Yeah. As soon as you say that, I remember that. Oh, she was in the Beautician and the Beast, a classic of cinema. Yeah, I don't know that movie. I'm sure it happened. <laughs> it sounds like it has to be real. <laughs> Fran Drescher, come on. Mm. She's in something now, isn't she? No, it doesn't maybe, appear to be. Maybe I'm out of my tree. Maybe you're thinking of a different actress that looks like that. Could be. Yeah, 90s were her heyday. She had a few things since then, but nothing you know, probably. It's a Hollywood story. Rejection letter. As a person who has received more than one rejection letter in his life, this is difficult to watch. Is it? It is hard to watch. Here's Do you regret to inform you? I, I have read those words on yeah. letters before, and it's very sad. How about Harry Connick Jr., though? Is that? Oh, my goodness. I love him so oh, much. Oh, that's funny. Oh, you didn't realize that was him, huh? No. Yeah, I love me some big band oh, jazz musician awesome. as an actor. Is that a comic? Yeah, it's Harry Connick Jr. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. This moment. Yeah. That's a good that's a good visual pat. It's gag. a good it's it's good to give a visual gag. It is revelatory of a certain homophobia. Oh Again, yeah. Again, I think it's Don't ask, don't tell. Emmerich has got a very... Oh, my gosh. I forgot. That was huge at this time. Yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. That's for sure that moment. And it's, and it's, it's sort of lampooning and making it ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this PG-13 strip club? Yep. Yeah, clearly nobody's going to be interested when the world's ending. She's gotten way too far into her routine for her to finally take notice that there's yeah I hope they bring back I do list. too that's a good joke I mean obvious death bait Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, you know, you're watching this movie. You you can't think like it's a vacuum and you have no idea what's going to happen. This movie was so massively um, promoted and uh, so so huge were the TV spots and uh, the uh, the trailers beforehand. If you're a regular uh, attender of the cinemas, everybody knows they're bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 it was kind of a thing that we'd been doing this thing where with, with E.T. and with Starman and, you know, films that led up to this that uh, they they kind of shifted from the 50s aliens that were all out to kill us. Yeah. And, you know, this is, this is, this is War of the Worlds. Yeah, that we're back to, we're back to square one. They're going to come here and they're going to kill us all. They are not nice. And, like, everybody knows it. So you watch this scene with this other stripper girl who is, um, Vivica Fox's, um, you know, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, it is, you are doomed. It's like watching the horror movie, and the two oh, kids yeah. go off to sleep together in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, and you're going to die. It's the exact same setup, you're it right. It is precisely you're that. You're right moment. about that. So, if you'd noticed a few seconds ago, uh, Jeff Goldblum seemed to be using the same operating system that they were using in Jurassic Park. I did not know. Uh, it looks like it. I don't think it's the same, but it looks. Is it a Unix system? It may be. I know this. 
I could <laughs> Unix or Linux? I think she said Unix. Is it Unix in yeah, there? Yeah, I, I can't remember if I'm mixing the novel and the movie or not. But I, I wish it was Linux because I love to run Linux. But nerdiness. Um, the Linux podcast will have to wait. <laughs> all things Linux. <laughs> all the time. All the time. 24-7 Linux. The McLaughlin Group. Yeah, that's not Meet the Press. I said Meet the Press earlier. It's the McLaughlin Group. Yeah, I want my Sarah McLaughlin podcast no, to was, take off. Did you see that old man? That's the McLaughlin we were talking about just <laughs> now. And I want to see him um, make a, a single single singer songwriter album. I Do think it would be fantastic. John McLaughlin, all day, all the time. Note to the to the listener viewer, the president and his cabinet are completely hesitant to hear about what's going on because of a personal dramatic issue from the past of three years ago. He used to be married to somebody and he punched me once. Yeah. Like because, you know, the most powerful people in the world, you know, they got bruised egos and they yeah, don't they want do. the best information. Oh, here's our um close, close encounters. encounters moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's communicate with them. Yeah, I, w I really wish there were tones that went along with it, but I guess it'd be too on the nose. Yeah. And, of course, Close Encounters is part of that nice alien movement as well. Yeah. Spielberg, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he eventually made a World of the Worlds. War of the Worlds movie himself. Literally. Yeah, literally. In that he, re he remade it. That's just a funny way of saying <laughs> you punched him in the head. I really wish I could say at some point in my life <laughs> that you punched the president. I punched the pr president in the head. He wasn't the president yet. I mean, this is somehow like my circle of whatever was close enough where I would know him well enough and be angry enough at him. Yeah. That I could punch the president in the head. Yeah. And like not get murdered by Secret Service. That'd be yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be fun. Like I, I That's a party story. I won't suggest which president I would like to punch in the head. But any. Well, I can't think of any president I that's alive now that I wouldn't want to punch in the head. Yeah. So there's that. That's fair. So I don't think that counts as something that's going to get me on a watch list, is it? Mm. I, I just want to. I, I just want to punch one in the head. I don't want to hurt anybody, really. You just want a, a good swing. A good swing. Yeah, and you know, wrestle around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. She's obviously interrupted you in the middle of an important meeting. Yeah. But you don't have time for it. I got to go. Yeah. So, clearly convinced Connie that's a big deal. They bred raptors. Life finds a way. Extraterrestrial life finds a way. It turns out, in this case, death finds a way. I'm going to look up a shirt and show you right now. Do so. Because it's the greatest shirt I've ever seen About in my life. About life finds a way? Mm-hmm. So, this is important exposition. We got to listen. We are approaching the alien ship. This is a pretty great crib of 
close encounters, though, I think. I think it works really well. He's pretty easy to convince about anything and everything, it appears. Yeah, he, I mean, well, I mean, he's clearly right, but there doesn't seem to be that sort of strength of personality that you might associate with someone who's... Running you know, the country? Well, I mean, the, the most powerful man in the world, as yeah. I say. So tragic. Again, brilliant special effects. I wonder what the budget. I'm gonna look up the budget on this film. I uh, yeah, I have no idea. That's not something I absolutely do not know. And Robert Lo Loja is always just grinding his voice, you know. Well, yada, <laughs> all the time. It's just funny. As a grizzled war veteran, that's his part of. That's part of his resume. It's on the job description, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what it's got to be. So this movie has a budget of seventy-five million, and made what? How many hundreds of millions? Uh, eight hundred and eleven million worldwide. Is that all? Worldwide. That is amazing. Yeah, that's that's saying something in ninety-six. That's a that's a significant chunk of money. Movies would be happy to do that now, but ninety-six that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because that's before pre that's pre three D glass prices. Yeah, this is this is a huge performer. IMAX wasn't even all that big of a deal then. I mean, I don't even know if there was an IMAX. No, release. IMAX was reserved for documentaries. Oh yeah, that's true. And, and museums and some malls. Yeah, it's before we kind of really brought spectacle back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is again just inevitable train wreck going on. Whitmore, President Whitmore, like Rushmore, and then Washington. Exactly like Rushmore. He'll be the fifth face on Rushmore. Well, it's sort of, uh, well, he would be. I'm going to go carve his face up there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fantastic to wake up one day and <laughs> Bill Pullman's face is on Mount Rushmore? Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how you pull it off fast enough. They're still working on that crazy horse thing now, so <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go down. This is a great moment. So pretty. So, as I was saying, um, politicization of the time and whatnot, and uh, this is the huge set piece in which we see massive destruction. And uh, this is sometime, you know, during the time of the Kenneth Starr investigations and the Lewinsky stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, all all that impeachment stuff's going on with Clinton. Yeah, and certainly. And I'm watching this opening weekend. I am in the theater as these moments are occurring, and uh, I, I, I just blown away. I kid you not. And again, uh, these models are huge. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm gonna pause for just a second. 
the there are more models in this film used than any other film ever. They hold the record. Oh even, wow, really? Yeah, excluding Lord of the Rings. I mean, they beat everything. Really? Wow. They beat Lord of the Rings. Everybody. Wow. More miniatures used in this film than any film to date, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, I like um, that. And so we're about to see this moment of destruction here. And I'm in the theater, and there was applause. Here. Really? Yeah. You know, not not so much this moment right here where all the, the poor idiots are on top of the, you know, whatever, Capitol Records building here yeah, in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah. But this next moment, oh, my gosh, look at that effect. Yeah, it looks great. Oh, so good. The miniatures, so that probably explains why some of these effects hold up so well because practical effects tend to... They're they're to better. Last better, yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely do. Now it's clearly CGI Terminator Two Judgment Day yeah. Fire here. Yeah. But well, you got to burn that much stuff. Then I mean, well, it just it just gets ridiculously expensive. Yeah, Neo, these cars coming down. This is all real. Neo coming down the tunnel <laughs> in uh, Matrix Revolutions or yeah. Matrix Reloaded, right? Empire State Building goes down, which is again crazy. Scary. Is the Capitol Records Building that big of a deal? Like, was that the only place they could think of in California to take on? I mean, when I was going to school in L.A., it's something I'd, I'd kind of drive by. It was a big thing I'd notice, you know, and I'd use it as a... But it means it's like Empire State Building type of... I mean... I've, I've never been to New York City, so I don't really know. I mean, I've been through town. I've been to Met Stadium once. But here we go. White House. Theater erupts in applause. What's well, uh, Yeah. I mean... It's a great moment. It is a great moment, but I can't tell you how massively disturbed I was. I'm like... When people uh, cheered that the White House blew I mean, up. You know, I just talked, joked about punching well, a president Carnegie in the was head, a but I'm like, people going to go to jail. Carnegie was a very socialist town at the time. I mean, anti... I'm, well, Clinton would... They would say Clinton was a socialist, I think, in Carnegie, wouldn't they? <laughs> Probably. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a very, very red area. Yeah, very. So, yeah. anyway, just, you know, kind of disturbing, really, when I think about it now. Look at life. I want that shirt now. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you for that, Arthur. You're welcome. That's a great shirt. Mount running a fire cloud in a plane. It's amazing. These type of movies always, always bring together the most ragtag assortment of people. Yeah. Like it's never like anything realistic. It's always a really very ragtag group. Yeah, and there's always this one pickup, you know, that you don't expect to be there. Yeah. The fact of the matter is they won't pick anybody up. You don't get in when, no, when you're it's, it's hitting the fan like this. No. And so now we have to have some humans escape the fireball here. Now this is actually this scene is the prequel to I Am Legend. Uh, <laughs> this is how you find out where the dog comes from. <laughs> Boomer! <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. He lost his wife and child, but the dog survived, and that's why he's so. That's that's why he's the way he There's is. There's some green screen. Yeah, there is. And not all is good, but they're definitely picking up and throwing all this wire work around right now. Yeah. And again, some excellent slow motion photography. Dog was very upset that they just left him. Was that an F bomb? Maybe. They didn't pick it up on the subtitles, did it? They did not. Maybe ad libbed. 
But as I heard it just now, I was like, I, I've seen this movie so many times, I'm really surprised. I'm, I'm going to assume I misheard. Yeah. But, dear listener, go ahead and check that out. Did Vivica Fox drop the bomb? Drop the F bomb as she was trying to open up the maintenance door so she could survive the fire cloud through July the 2nd was an there. extremely long day. It was a long, bad day. Oh, it was a very Planet of the Apes image of the Statue of Liberty yeah. on the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Escape from New York, right? Isn't oh, that yeah. And that happened there, too. Well played. I love the American West so much. If I were to make movies, I would only make them out there. And it would appear for one time that the, uh, or is he heading east or west, I wonder? I don't know. I wonder which direction they're going. Yeah. I mean, I was almost thinking north for some reason. But I I do have to say, again, do not all of Russell's children look like Keanu Reeves' love children? Ted Theodore Logan's (laughs) children. I mean, every one of them. Whoa. Like, and they definitely have a resemblance to their mother. Yeah. Apparently, there was a, a, a very moving deleted line where um, uh, the young man, the oldest young man, gets very angry with Russell and says, you're not my dad. You're the guy that married my mom. Oh, yeah. Which is dis- destroying yeah, yeah, that yeah. statement to be making. But it was moved out in a way. But I still think Keanu is a real father. No, if anybody's curious, we are watching the theatrical cut. We're not the special edition. Oh, that's an important point to make. Yeah. Good, good. An hour in, just so you know. Oh, FYI. <laughs> if things got off track, that's where we went. That's where we got off kilter. Oh, he's a Gulf War vet. So that's a step above Grenada, right? Uh, well, I mean, it's, I mean, we're talking first Gulf War, right? Desert Storm, that whole thing? Desert Storm, yeah. Early 90s. Shield Storm. Late 80s, early 90s? Uh, 91, 92, it seems like. in that neighborhood? I remember it. First Iraq War? Well, I I remember thinking, wow, we declared war. Yeah. It was was really, really disturbing, yeah. Yeah. Now we don't bother doing that anymore. We just go to them anyway. (laughs) We just do what we want. We're America. Uh, America. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Roland Emmerich. It's your fault. (laughs) It all started with Stargate. That's right. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode of the American podcast. American Foreign Policy because of Stargate. Roland Emmerich is actually a secret member of the president's cabinet. Has been for years. You know, he would love to be a secret member of anything, I think. He's <laughs> such a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yes, guy. he would. He's so crazy yeah, town. Yeah. I mean, really crazy town. You know, we're about to see this amazing scene, uh, section, segment, sequence of... Uh, Stuff of these, uh, the the flying. What are they? The the name of the uh, the uh, aliens? No, 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 no. The uh, Air Force Brigade of which oh, Will Smith I don't remember. and Harry Connick Jr. are members. But anyway, we're about you know again. They're beginning that. They got their victory dances, which are their cigars, which is hilarious. Yeah, that they're pulling out here. Here's and the Star Wars throwback. <sighs> so good. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. <laughs> But um, anyway, what I was saying was, uh, they, you know, we're about to see this use of you know military assets and whatnot that are that that are used for this film, and there was going to be lots and lots of military cooperation with the film. Yeah. And then they read the script, and they realized Area Fifty One was coming up. Ah. And they're like, they are out, peace out, which only serves reinforce the crazy. Yeah. Like they totally should have stayed in on it. Oh yeah. 
because that just stokes the fire more. I than mean, it. yeah, I mean that's the thing. You 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 got to sort of work past the crazy. Certainly, of course, crazy conspiracy theorists are always looking for stuff. Yeah, they'll find signs anywhere they can. Yeah. If they had stayed on board with the movie, they probably would have found it as a sign to promote Area Fifty One or. Well, you know, I, I got to say, I, I didn't say anything earlier. Can yeah. I, can I can I speak backward towards a moment? Go for it. While we're sort of waiting for these pilots to take off, and we're setting up, you know, gearing up for this battle. So when uh, Jeff Goldblum was looking at his countdown as a first get on Air Force One. Yeah. The absolute first digits of time that are left are nine minutes and eleven seconds. Dun dun dun. Like I never noticed that before till just now, but I was thinking about it. What a conspiracy theory crazy person Emmerich is. Yeah. Surely somebody had to pick up on that. Somebody, I, dear listener, if you are not afraid, to boldly go. The, to boldly go where no one really should go ever <laughs> into these dark corners of the internet. Find me that article that somebody wrote. I'm certain it exists <laughs> about please. Independence Day predicting 9/11. Just please, please go ahead and send it to me. It's stupid. It's crazy. They're the Black Knights. That's what they're called. So the Black Knights. The Black Knights. Thanks, Reverend Harry Connick Jr. I would go to his church. Harry Connick's? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All day, every day. Yeah. He could be my pastor. I'm all in. <laughs> He lost his religion a little bit there in that moment. I think so, yes. Well, you know, I'd be crying down both legs anyway. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> ship. Yeah, I would. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I'd pee a little. A little. A lot. <laughs> and again, this is sort of taking on the Death Star, as you made that Star Wars reference earlier yeah. when they were... You know, in the briefing room, this is this is that Death Star attack, the failed one though, in this case. Yeah. This sequence even looks really good. It does. I mean, it absolutely holds up so well. I mean, the clouds look a little fakeish, I guess, but then it goes right back to the spaceship, which we don't have any real-world references for anyway. Yeah. I love the green force field. Yeah, you do. Give me more green force field all the time, please. All the time, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, ooh, ooh. that's how you know it's from aliens, is because it's green. Yeah, man, shields everywhere. <laughs> I we need to develop shield technology as quickly as possible. Apparently, I don't know how. That wasn't one of the first things people worked on. 
so good. And again, I, I you know, as we're watching this movie, I'm just realizing just how meta this is. And this really is that sort of uh, Star Wars, um, you know, uh, tunnel sequence oh, you know, yeah. of, of episode four yeah. without the happy ending. Oh, yeah. Like doing it mid-film instead of, Yeah, we're know. we're quoting all the major sci-fi stuff right now. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's early. I mean, you know, I mean, there's the super postmodernism of Quentin Tarantino, but it hasn't really made its way into the blockbuster. No, not not yet. They lost the satellite. I really do like the sort of scarab design of these yeah. ships. I do think it's sort of a throwback to um, Stargate. Yeah, that's fair. It does feel like there's something Egyptian yeah. to the whole culture of these aliens. I, I may be out of my mind. but I can see that. I don't think it's real overt. I think it's real subtle. Yeah. That's the thing. The design, the production design throughout this whole film is great. Why does Harry Connick Jr. take off his mask? I never understood this. I don't know. I, is it just be, to make his inevitable death happen and make us sad? Make us feel Build all the, the drama? Feels? Yeah. Cause Maybe. I, mean, I don't know the logical reason he would do to take off his oxygen mask. It's so is this oxygen mask, isn't it? Is it what it is? Or is it just yeah, communication? Yeah, it's oxygen mask. Okay, that's what I thought. So why would you do that? Like if you can't breathe well, and maybe you're he's feeling claustrophobic. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's so weird. This is disturbing too. Like this feels more real than the the air fight to yeah. me. Yeah. Like something well, just coming through. Very Pearl Harbor here. Yeah. And just blowing up, you know, yeah. military assets. Because we're defenseless at there. this point. Yeah. You know, in the air at least it's a one to one fight. Here we're just. That one stunt with a guy standing there and the fire moves him across into the barrels. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's so yuck to me. Got a great dog fight here through the canyon. Will Smith talking trash in the Grand Canyon is pretty hilarious. Yeah. It's not the Grand Canyon. I, I get, is it the Grand Canyon? I think so. It looks like it is. Yeah. Seems like they're a little off base from where they ought to be. I don't know where El Toro is. I don't is. know if logic has anything to do with... Well, the geography here. Well, they, they're somewhere in Southern California or Hollywood. Right, L.A. in the area. Well, I mean, that's when yeah. he leaves. That's where the girl ends up is in Hollywood, right? So that's where. So he's going to Fort from there. So he's probably only. But he what, travels at like Mach four. Hours so from his home. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's very very fast. Parachute. Oh, nice trick. Yep. Ejector seats are still cool. Always. All the time. This is always one of my favorite moments. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this is the best look of the of those little uh, fighters ever because it's real. Yeah, absolutely practical right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And somebody built one, and it looks so good. Again, Hollywood, we're just saying, practical. It's, it's gonna look better if it's practical. Build the stuff, which makes people jobs, and that's good too. He's so angry right now. It's so funny to me. Uh, this is a great moment for Will Smith. I used to quote this scene a lot as a kid. You swore a lot when you were a kid, huh? You know it. <laughs> He's, get up off me. Get off me, parachute. <laughs> so funny. 
That's a great tirade. That's so funny. Like, finds the hatch on it. And he's going to punch the alien. That's the best part. Like, where's the head that must be there? It looks that design, that creature design, though. Is vaguely like Predator and uh, the alien had from a Aliens baby. may yeah. have had a baby. Very tentacly. Very, yeah. very Rastafarian. Not as much as a Predator. More Cthulhu, yeah. Boom. Boom. Pun. Make, make the reference Pun. right there. Look, see, my cute kid and my dog. We made so it just fine. We've moved from alien invasion to post-apocalyptic. Yes. Post-catastrophic. Post-catastrophic. It's a very important term. See earlier episodes, dear listener. Stakeland in particular, I think. I wasn't there for that one, so I don't uh, know. Oh, okay. We know Vivica A. Fox is adept at stealing cars. Mm-hmm. As a stripper would be, I guess. Oh, What? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's really funny. But what? Quaid. Quaid. Start the reactor. Free Mars. <laughs> Say it every time. <laughs> Doesn't stop being funny to me. I like that Jeff Goldblum gets airsick. His dad's like, you can't get sick on this plane. Like it makes a difference. Like a I rock. Know. I know you're allergic to peanuts, but we got peanuts on Air Force One. You can't be allergic to these peanuts. They're yeah. Air Force One peanuts. These are the best peanuts in the world. It's terrible. So <laughs> again, sort of John Stewart joke, uh, you know, Jewish, you know, judgmental, passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and preach Papa Levine. Yeah. But that's so funny. Nice man. Shot in the back. Very sad. <laughs> so good crazy. delivery. Like 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 no one else, like not the whole world doesn't know. Uh, here we go with the nuclear option. Of course. We've exhausted all other options because they've killed half of our military. Yeah, I mean, and I, I can't say that I fault the logic necessarily here. If he was truly a president, he would drop a nuclear bomb on the aliens attacking another country. Yes. It's like, who do we not like right now? Yeah. You know, Belgium. Does anybody even need Belgium? Belgium, yes. Who does? They have good waffles. Oh, you know what? You're right. Keep Belgium. <laughs> what about Albania? Probably not. Okay. So, is there a saucer over I Albania? I doubt it, because the aliens <laughs> aren't even going to mess with Albania. <laughs> <laughs> if we have any Albanian listeners, we worthy of annihilation apologize. by aliens Albania. That's terrible. You know, we're getting very, very thready here. Okay. It's conspiracy theory stuff here. And, of course, it turns out he's totally right, right? Yeah, Because we've got the uh, George Bush analog, CIA director, who's now, you know, yeah. was he Secretary of State or Chief of Staff yeah, or yeah, what he yeah. is. 
but he used to run the, the CIA. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So there's there's a Bush senior sort of joke going on here. Dun dun dun. It's a great moment. I like this movie a lot. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man, it's so funny. I love Vivica Fox running a giant dump truck through She's the just wreckage. killing it. It's like the, the Mad Max sequence of this Oh, film. yeah, it is. I was thinking that earlier when she gets in it. Makes me so In the so rubble, happy. and she's got this monster truck. Yeah, totally. And again, this is before that big post-apocalyptic thing is a thing. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is sort of developing some of the iconography for that. I mean, it's all basically the same, right? Wreckage, rubble, Terminator 2, Judgment Day stuff. Yeah. You know, and so it's... It's just kind of piggybacking off of But that is the there. aesthetic, you know. You know, I Am Legend does something very, very different because it's sort of growing up where the, where the forest takes back over. But everywhere else is just broken concrete and the skeletons of cars. You know, so yeah. there are options with that aesthetic, and this is sort of developing the major one. So funny. He's so complaining. Um, there's an ad lib line here in just a moment where he's, again, he's dragging the alien's carcass with his, you know, parachute through the desert. And of course, you're watching this, dear listener. This is. But this "what the hell is a smell" line, yeah, it, it is actually ad lib because there's a brine of ancient shrimp here in these salt flats. Okay. And uh, if you move the salt just right and the winds just right, it's not a pleasant odor. Perfect storm of seafood. And yes, yeah. And Will was unaware that it was going to happen. Well, that's great. And so he's actually complaining about the smell. The actual what's the smell. This is a great visual right here. In that moment, which is I think is pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, it is. This whole sequence with him and the alien in the desert is one of my favorites in the movie. Yeah, it's good stuff. I need a ride. I <laughs> I broke my plane. Yeah, I love how he tries to <laughs> explain himself to him. Yeah, very men in black. He kicked me and it hurt, but I really like Will Smith a lot. Yeah, I'm 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 keen. Quaid. That's so funny. So we're going to get everybody gathered up to Area 51. Yeah. Code name. Area 51. Super secret base. Code named. Apparently some of the wide shots are from one of those conspiracy organizations that are actually of the actual Area 51. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They're not. They're all coded up and erased from the internet. It's a very fake of a complaint. Why is everything always way underground? Safety? I don't know. Avoidance of cameras, maybe? Isn't that um, young Jane from Firefly, by the by? Where? Uh, the young man uh, who's leading him through. Let's see his face here and again. In three, two, the on the one? left. Got him? Yeah. I'm not sure. I believe that's Jane. From Firefly, you said? Yeah. Let's find out. Do so, do so, do so. The power of the interweb. 
plausible deniability. Words to live by. Um, no, actually. No? Destructive. Yeah, you say to me, it is. Well, it is. I mean, they, they talked about this. You were this. correct about this. This is Adam Baldwin, At- who plays Jane on Firefly. But he's not one of those Baldwins. Let's find out. I don't think so. I don't think so. That There's test no tube experiment gone terribly wrong. He was in Full Metal Jacket. Too. Yes, he was. I do remember him from that. No, I don't believe he's a Baldwin brother. He's okay. just a Baldwin. Speaking of famous faces, though, here we go, Data. Long another hair, reference. Long hair another, Data. Another sci-fi quote mm-hmm. from Next Generation. I mean, they know who's going to watch this movie. Yes, all and of they, the nerds that live in their mother's basement. And, and they want them to come home and say, this is great, and watch it one more time. And that's what makes a blockbuster a blockbuster, right? Yeah. And, I mean, they cracked the code. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they hit the formula. This made so much money, and that's, I mean, that's part of why. Mm, I'm still it watching twice. it. Yeah. I'm watching it right now I with own you. It on DVD. I'm not going to lie. I would probably buy it on Blu ray, too. Mm hmm. I was very tempted to. Oh, I love this it. This is always cool. Yeah, this is a great reveal. And we have a fully functioning spaceship, right? Well, semi functioning spaceship. And in a time before the internet, this was conceivable that this would not leak to anybody. It seems like I'm vaguely aware, and, and this may be totally made up, so I don't even know. But it seems like there are spinoff novels about Independence Day. Really? Of the and, aliens and, and, and most of them center around uh, Brent Spiner's character here. Really? I believe they exist. That's very my interesting. My brother may or may not have owned one of them. I don't, I don't remember. It seems like... That's I ha- very interesting to me. I, I mean, again, dear listener, do let us know. We'll definitely tweet that stuff. Yeah. You know, on the subsequent epso- episode of the Good Trash Honorcast, whether it actually is the Independence Day show or the show that follows. Because they have better power because they know how to recycle. <laughs> His social awkwardness is so great. Spiners? Yeah. How about those high waisted pants? I know, yeah. He's rocking that out. Those are sexy. The hair. It's probably the only effort that was actually put out as far as um, costume design the whole series, or the whole film. For him? Yeah, yeah, him. He's the only one that's really designed. Everybody else is like standard military outfits, yeah, standard that's military fair. offered no, business that's suit. Well, and Quaid. Well, yeah, yeah. Quaid. Yeah. Russell's got a thing going, yeah. 40s air pilot thing. But yeah, there's very little goes on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, with that. But yeah, I guess, yeah, Russell gets some design and he gets some design. Because he's not quirky enough as it is, so they uh, had to make him quirkier with his outfit. I guess there probably was he's some very effort. Urkel. Yeah, he is. With those high pants? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I bet some effort was put out for Vivica Fox's um, stripper outfit. Oh, I bet. But the other outfit is just, what, a flannel shirt and pants or something? Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. Jeff Goldblum's got no design, really. No, no, some thought went into that that white tank top. Mm-hmm. Some thought went into that. You think that. so? Oh, Yeah. I love these things in a bottle. It's so good. No, yeah, it's fun. Anticipating the preoccupations of one Guillermo del Toro. I love it. I love it. It's a great design. Oh, my goodness. It's really cool.
I'm so glad they designed this. It's just good. Yeah. As all Americans, we don't want to learn anything about them. We just want to know if we can kill we them. We want to know how to kill them. Yes, that's the first reaction we have. Well, and I mean, oh, there is a sort of bleeding it. heart thing that goes on. Like, yeah, you could try to communicate with them, and you just get killed first. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. shoot first, ask he's questions He's validated, later. I'm sure. Totally encouraged. At this point, he's validated. If this yes. scene was earlier, then no, but yeah, they've already destroyed half of the military. He just wants to know they're mortal. Yeah, balls in your cart, Goldblum. Save the world. Go. Love it. Tick-tock. That's funny. Man, I want more Goldblum-Brent Spiner scenes together. I really do. Yeah, I, that, that's I want Goldblum with everybody, though. Well, that's true. I want, I want the that's a shortcoming, though. I want another Goldblum-Will Smith movie. Mm, that'd be good by me. Yeah. I don't know what they do at this point in the game, but yeah, something. Yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> Will Smith came a long way from just being the Fresh Prince. Yeah, he did. Who was very awkward in those first seasons of that? Video. Oh yeah, there are those moments where you can see him mouthing the lines of the other actors. I mean, he yeah. just did not get it. But he he put work in. And yeah, he, he's an actor now. Yeah. I mean, not just a movie star. See, they're keeping stuff from us that we need to know. Again, that same theme. Now, there is a fun game to play. If you were an alien invader and you were going to destroy all the massive cities, right? You know, yeah. take out the major population centers and, you know, strategic locations or whatever. And so you've got, say, 30 ships, we'll say. Okay. And uh, you've got, you know, what, 36 hours between whatever, and you need to get it all done in total of 72. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you've got, what, three attacks in that? What cities would you attack in what order? It's like th it's like the scariest version of Risk ever. Yeah. Like, I'm sure somebody's ironed this out. They oh, go well. to comic conventions all the time. Yeah. But there's a game to be played there. Oh, it's a sad moment. Ugh, poor Will Smith. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. He got that dolphin ring in his pocket, though. And how is it that they end up at Area 51 exactly? Them? Like, yeah. 
I don't even remember. Like the one crew's driving north just to get away, and they, you know, get asked to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatnot, but I don't. I mean, I don't know what El Toro is, and if it's actually somewhere geographically close to the Area 51, if it even is a real air base. But I'm gonna go with probably not. It looks like it's in Southern Cali somewhere. Yeah. So you're probably well, at least Utah. eight to ten Salt hours. Salt flats are in Utah, right? Yeah, but that's where he went down in the air fight. Mm, well, I just thought they drove across the salt flats to get to El, to El Toro. I don't think so. I don't. Well, I don't either. This movie's geographically confused. Yeah, it I'm is. I'm gonna go with that. Yep. The stripper meets the president's wife. Yeah, and this is a uh, Western trope, you know, the hooker with the heart of gold kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not a hooker. Strippers are not hookers, no. but... That's a similar know, vein of a... I mean, it's a similar sort of, you know, stigma or whatever that people yeah. sort of associate. Unfairly, but it is what it is. And so, want to speak it as it is. Ballet. But uh, I I like the sort of you know kind of raw raw moment that happens here. I I'm, I'm glad of it. You know, wish there were more things like it. Yeah. That happened in cinema. Now that's a comment on the polarization. Like I think Emmerich is not happy about that at this point. I think he's definitely got a side in it. Yeah, but I don't think he's happy about the polarization. I think, and I think there were reports about you know the sort of cheers like I heard in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he liked it very much. Really? Yeah. I think he wanted a unified country. I think he wanted them all unified on his side of the issue. Yeah. But I think he definitely wanted a unified country. You know. Oh man, this autopsy scene. <laughs> And again, conspiracy theories are floating around the time. There was a set of videos, alien autopsy. Oh, yeah. Videos that existed at that time, right? Yeah, early viral videos. Uh, well, yeah, they're like VHS, but yeah. yeah. And they would play on Robert Stack's Unsolved Mysteries and things like that. Disturbing. Just funny stuff. I thought about Unsolved Mysteries earlier because I was watching Joe vs. the Volcano. Oh, yeah. Oh, Robert Stack's in that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh! This is this is the horror film moment right here. Yeah, it is scariest part of the whole movie. No, 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 no. It is so scary. And the editing on this We've is gone just full alien right here. So terrifying. Yeah. We Again, get a similar callback to this in uh, Spider Man two when Doc Ock gets his arms. Oh yeah? And he starts mauling all the doctors in the in the room with him. Oh my goodness, yeah. It's a very similar scene. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, this is uh, like I said, it's the horror movie moment. It's just, it just is so scary, and I mean, that, that's what makes it a perfect blockbuster. It's it's funny, and it's got the action, and there are these, again, sort of sci-fi references, sort of for the base audience. Yeah. And uh, this bit of horror, which is super thrilling. 
Which is always a really creepy moment. Yeah, it pleases the people. Oh, my gosh, yeah, this telepathy thing with the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The face hugger that's got his neck. Golly, worst jump scare in the theater. Worst jump scare. I cried down both legs a little bit at this moment, too. (laughs) No, 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 no. Jane. He's Jane now, by the way. All the time, forever. Yeah. Brown coats for life, right? Mm-hmm. What else could we be? I don't know. Their posture is very strange. Well, alien, I guess. <laughs> Will be the description. He's got jokes. So it's an enemy with which we cannot negotiate. No, Mr. President. I expect you to die. Die, Mr. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, man. Psychic assault on El Presidente here. That's a bad deal. I love the joy with which he answers no, sir. Yeah, no. Blasted away. Clearly, violence is the Which answer. is concerning. Why wouldn't they have bulletproof glass in a lab like that? Yeah. With I mean, extraterrestrial creatures. I mean, it's designed for specifically that, yeah. Seems like a problem. <laughs> Here's your Pacific Rim moment. You can't get through the throat. It's like a barcode. You gotta bring a kaiju with you. <laughs> Says looking forward in science fiction. Double tap. Triple tap. Well, you know what? Jane ain't gonna fool around. Yeah. Jane knows how to protect. Nuke him. I don't. I don't see any president saying that ever. Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. You want Bold to go out and say that? Uh, Okay, maybe. Okay, okay, you make a point. (laughs) My idealized image of what it means to be a president. David's getting real drunk. Real sick, too. He's got that cold. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he don't want to fool around with no nuke in the world kind of stuff. No. Got him a bottle of Jim Bean. He'll be all right. Now, there's a person I would like to hang out with when he's drunk. Is Jeff, Jeff Goldblum? Goldblum? Yes, please. Yeah. Just tell me stories. I will just feed him liquor. I will just listen, listen to him for eight listen hours. Listen to him talk. Yes. Why are you only drinking water, Dustin? I'm just, I'm just want to make sure I hear what's going on. That's all. Yeah. Sorry. When Jeff Goldblum talks, you listen. That's right. Shut up and listen. There is something of a rejection of the standard American dream here. 
fascinating. Two kids in a white picket fence. Yeah. Being part of something special. My marriage, that's something special. Yeah. It's kind of fantastic. Because you're too much of a career woman. Ooh. It's problematic. Is that Tim Taylor's wife, by the way? No, 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 no. She is actually, she is somebody, though. She is. Nope, wrong one. Here's that moment where Will Smith steals a helicopter. It's a funny moment. It is. Do you really want to shoot me? Just tell him I hit you. He's humongous. It's a funny joke. Oh, the B-52. Maybe she's not anything else. Never mind. Okay. Well, she she's three men and a baby. Something wild. She's big in the 80s. Okay. Early 90s, but yeah, she's not. I think the president's wife, who is. Yeah, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Before and since. She's not real big, but I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's in Dying Darko. You know, Stream I'm really four. pleased that they are nuking Houston. I hate that town. I lived there for a little while. It's awful. The aliens pick some weird places in America. Like, they pick the obvious ones, but then they pick some just... Houston. Houston. Seems weird. The record building in L.A. Like... Well, I mean, it's L.A. I yeah. think it's central. Maybe. Maybe it's the biggest, build, tallest building or something there. Again, as I recall, it's very, very central. Prominent. Yeah, and prominent. I'm surprised it didn't nuke the Kodak Theater or something. Yeah, it's good. Well, I'd be very meta and cinema oriented, right? Yeah. Here we go. Attention is moments worth watching. And then that moment in which all hope is lost. 
Because even though they just nuked Houston, that green force field. Very, very disturbing. Yeah, Bill Pullman's face right there is so just despondent. That's the moment he like finally grows up a little bit as a leader. Yep, just not gonna work, cause nuclear winter. And this is sort of in screenwriting classes, they talk about moments like this where the hope is lost. And uh needs to happen oftentimes, you know. Obi-Wan Kenobi dies and they're caught in a garbage compactor and, you know, the Death Star is coming, that it builds tension. And so here we go in this moment uh, with uh, the the failure in Houston. And of course, El Presidente's wife is about to die as well. Spoilers. So I mean, I'm assuming, dear listener, because you're listening to this commentary that you know this film, that you've seen it before. And I have no idea, just FYI, I have no idea how Will Smith finds Jasmine in the middle of this sort of carnage and destruction. But that's funny. And think how one-liners, you know, in a moment like that, which is redonkulous. But whatever. So we're now we're going to complete that moment of, you know, sort of a uh, massive tactical failure into a very much a human failure. So the full sense of hopelessness is realized by whomever happens to be watching this. And it's really sad. Really, really sad. This scene, man. Yeah, it's a get. It'll get you. Yeah, hit you in the feels, right? In right the feels. in the feels. Very accurate. Mm. Yeah, I like that he lies and she calls him on it. I think it's good writing. Yeah. There's some. There's some really good dialogue in here. There's some bad dialogue, but there's some really good stuff That's in here too. That's a blockbuster. I mean, you yeah, know, it's a pretty low bar, but there are moments in here that are brilliant. Who's the writer on this? Oh, you know, that's not something I know either. What do you know, Dustin? Um, very little. Turns out, I'm not an expert <laughs> on Independence Day. 
Independence Day. Just you happen to be here, and uh, we wanted to do this, and you know, bless our dear listeners with a little extra good trash goodness coming their direction. They are very devoted fans if they're listening to this whole track because this is a lofty, lofty uh, two-hour and twenty-five-minute track that they're going to be. Yeah, and it's a partaking of. Yeah, it's it's definitely a slog, and we're not providing that sort of information. Like, oh yeah, I remember this moment and. You know, Bill Pullman's all hugging her right now, but actually she smells something like, you know, old goat cheese. <laughs> and it made everybody, you know, their eyes water because it was like onions and goat cheese that she smelled like. And finally we get to July 4th, you know. So key on third act, um, Empire Strikes Back, again, sort of standard yeah. uh, filmmaking formatting. I'm talking about the hope is lost moment. If you consider the Star Wars original trilogy as a single set of movies, the hope is lost moment does mark the end of Act 2. And so now here we go, Act 3. Act 3. And we're going to get something done now. Is it July 4th? Yes, it is. Did I, did I get that time? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a pretty simple act structure because, yeah, July 2nd is Act 1, July 3rd is Act 2, and July 4th is the third act. Absolutely, yeah. So this is co-written. It's Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. Oh yeah. And they worked together on Emmerich's first one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah, five films together. Looks like. If I thought about that a little longer, I would have guessed that. So yeah. Couple of old hands here. Well, they work well together. I mean, if I'm yeah. a collaborator, you gotta stick with it. You do know? what you do. You do what you do. Absolutely, it's what you do. you catch a cold. Epiphany. Light bulb is on. Very concerned father. Lecture about faith. It's so funny. I don't know, but I don't care about that. <laughs> Genius is what's the matter with him. Jim does not look th- like he's old enough to have a job there. No, 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 no. Jim he kind of looks like Gus from Psych. I don't think it is. A little is. bit. No, no, it's absolutely not. Absolutely not. We're going to have a little demonstration now. And it's going to be great. Oh, sidearm. You got to speak, uh, you know, army to you. Yeah. Silly. Come on, Jane. You're good with guns. I don't know if that was the smartest way to go about doing that, but. Lots of ricocheting. You know what we don't see in this movie? That. Product placement. You know, you're absolutely right. That reference was to Coke was the only product placement. And we didn't really see the can prominently. No, displayed. he just mentioned it. It could have been any soda Not like can. the use of Bing or Google as a search engine. Boom. Yeah, it does sort of feel generic in that way. It's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. 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 The lack of product placement, not the Coke. 
Right. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, I had to wait for a minute because I thought maybe you were playing a pun there. I love, you know, again, the sort of high-tech solution is computer viruses. Yeah. Viri. Viri? That's only one of them. Virus. It's a virus, singular anyway. So pluralization is completely unnecessary and redundant. I like that they react like his idea is worse than anything they've already tried. Yeah. We've nuked him. We've tried to communicate with them, but attacking them on their home turf is... Well, I thought maybe they were going to go ahead and use tap water to destroy all the aliens. Swing away. Swing away, Meryl. Swing away. Hey, you got to get the shields down, you know. Hey... We just got to give Han a little more time. Exactly. Or it's a trap. Deus Ex Machina. Maybe. Well, that and he wanted to be an astronaut. This is his chance. Again, Jim's very useful <laughs> and too young. <laughs> he doesn't even well, get He's the only of person of young of enough to understand all this technology they're using. Right. This newfangled Apple machinery and it appears to work. In your face, CIA guy. That score there though. Mm-hmm. That music. That's pretty good. Very cheerful. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? He's determined to do anything to rewin that election. Yeah. You know, does it count <laughs> as your idea when you have to be told it was your idea and you're surprised when you find out that it was your idea? Possibly, I mean. <laughs> That's a good interactive moment. Yeah, it is. We gonna try. I read that a uh, the producer was saying that a lot of the dialogue between uh, Goldblum and Smith and Goldblum and uh, Hirsch, yeah. yeah, was improv. Yeah, uh, it feels that way. I mean, yeah. naturally. I think that goes back to what you were saying about his delivery earlier. Yeah, it, it feels so natural, and I mean, and that's part of it. But it's not just that because they're able to really play off of each other well. That's brilliant. You know she's going to get back with him because she's wearing a tank top and a flannel shirt now. So they've matched. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's the key. That That's when you know it's faded for this to be fixed. It's going to be better. You know, Hezbollah actually banned this film uh, in, in Palestine and places where they were connected. Really? Because we saw Iraqis partnering with you know, uh, oh. Westerners and others <laughs> and uh, Jews and, you know, whatnot. And like, nope, we would never, ever partner. <laughs> you know, here we go. This <laughs> We'd hate that, that, wouldn't we? That's the moment right there. Yeah. And uh, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. 
The Americans have figured out how to do it. We just had to wait on America. It's like World War II all over again. <laughs> well, what is it Winston Churchill said? You know, America's America the greatest thing in the world? No. I'm pretty sure that's in the... I think he said, America will always do the right thing when they've exhausted every other option. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty funny quote. The attack begins in five hours. In case you can't speak Chinese. Or Japanese. Whatever. I have no idea. I think Japanese, but I wasn't, I wasn't really sure. paying attention. Some Asian specific. I'm sure it was Pacific. <laughs> Asian <laughs> it Pacific. It might have been from the Pacific. <laughs> oh, that joke won't get old. <laughs> Quaid. Quaid. Star three actor. Free Mars. <laughs> I'm a pilot. Oh, that's so funny. Jane's face. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Kiana said, like most triumphantly, I will bring you all the coffee, Dad. <laughs> so funny. It's funny how they treat it like it's still a joke. Like, that's not real. Yeah, I know. Like, like, that's they, completely out of the question now. There or something. are aliens. They're right there. We've got proof in New Mexico that aliens have been on Earth before. Yes. But well, we can't buy this guy's story. We got the proof of the lack of New York City that there are aliens now. So the, the drunk is never going to be believable because well, he's a drunk. There's something about that that drunks sort of do lack some believability. So. Yeah. Probably accurate. Oh, well, let's touch up the paint on this thing. Yeah, make it pretty. That's what she said. Whoa. Can't you see I'm wearing a flannel shirt and a tank top? Just like you. I clearly want you. You can't leave me now. I realize how much I miss you. He can't read body language or mise-en-scene. No. Recycle. I do find that to be sort of a dumb visual rhyme, though. The matching costume. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not worth noticing. And once well, you do <laughs> notice it, it's kind at of least, obnoxious. At least Vivica Fox isn't wearing army fatigues. Ugh, disgusting. Isn't that a bit embarrassing? Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, I've been really done with that. So the man's only ready to commit when he's about to die? Yeah, should die. 
And of course, it's these two. Yeah. Because it's so romantical to be at a wedding. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the kid didn't get the memo on how a wedding runs. Yeah. Oh, here you go, Mom. Here's the ring. Here it is now. I think he's supposed to give it to him. <laughs> he's supposed to put it on her. I'm just saying. He's still wearing a ring. See, now she's got like a little blazer thing on. She had dressed up for the wedding. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. It's very formal. And the man didn't even have an undershirt on proper. He's got his tank top on. Yeah, but see, they're holding hands now, so it's all right. We don't have to telegraph it with the wardrobe anymore. Keep looking for him to say, Alf Alpha, dear Darla, I hate <laughs> your stinking guts. You are scum between my toes. Doesn't say any of these things. I wish he did. That kid's <laughs> real funny. And they did. They, he's underused. <laughs> Completely underutilized. Completely. You don't cast Richard Pryor, not give him dialogue. Exactly. All right. We're going to tune out because this is the greatest speech ever given on TV. Yes, it is. There you go. And again, this, it's this is our St. Crispin's Day. It is. And it's so, you know, rah, rah America, you know, in, in, in that the our American, you know, Independence Day is going to overtake and sort of, you know, homogenize. It becomes everybody's. It's the whole world's Independence Day because when America was made, it's the greatest gift to planet Earth there ever has been. Correct. Uh, again, and again, Roland Emmerich and his sort of politics, you know, throughout a filmography becomes really, really evident there. Disturbing stuff. Also, zero chance this ever happens in real life. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome if it did. It would be so awesome, but <laughs> zero out of zero percent chances. Like, we go to war and Barack's like, yeah, I was a tank driver in, in Iraq. Right. We ain't had a president served in actual combat in a long time. But 
Callback, nice. That's a very nice callback. A very sweet dad. There's young, young master Jim. Was yeah. that his name, Jim? Jim, Jim, far too young to have a job here, but he's also very able to find yarmulkes and copies of the Torah, which are just prevalent in Area 51. Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't know how you find <laughs> these man. things. Are alien? <laughs> so still, man, man. I don't know. It's very strange. Very strange choice here. Just the overall Jewishness itself is just bizarre to me. Goldblum oozes manliness. Yes, he does. And and for a character who is so, you know, on-the-nose nerdy, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's part of why it became cool to be a nerd again. Thank again, you, Jeff Goldblum. Ever. 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 Yeah. Love it, love it. Very sweet scenes. We're... Oh, you gotta get a cigar now. See, he's making a joke again of the political incorrectness of cigar smoking at this point. Yeah. Gotta have two. You gotta have two. Because voodoo and luck are so important in something like this. Hey, whatever gets the job done. I love that they just can assume that their human bodies are gonna be able to control these alien. What? There's the uh, There's Space Odyssey. There's 2001. Again, it's, play, it's playing the game right. And of course, it is David, so it makes sense. It's very funny, though. Referencing all of the things. Quaid, once again, just killing it. Nearly blowing himself and the world up. And Randy Quaid, just, I love him because he is just giving his all to this role. And he wins you over. There's this this level of attachment with his character arc uh, that plays out here in a little bit. And I just, I really do, he's very endearing uh, to that. Again, great interaction between these two guys. Um, just overall, very enjoyable. I would, again, love to see a full... Just buddy cop movie, or I I don't know what, but putting those two together on screen it just is magic, and it just works so well here. I think everybody, and everybody in this cast really does have great chemistry. Nobody doesn't uh, really fit here, and so it's solid ensemble uh, from top to bottom. We've got the uh, Galaxy Quest moment here when he can't actually fly the ship. Yeah, that's really funny. Oh, there it is. Just, oh. <laughs> Make oops, oops. What's, oops, what's is oops? so funny. Well, they've got their plan now. They can take on the Death Star. He's definitely, he is definitely 100% Malcolm here. Yes, he is. By this point. Yep, that's well, that's a quote. Well, he's going to repeat his Malcolm line when they're trying to leave, right? The faster must go faster, which was said oh, when the T Rex yeah, is chasing yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a Jurassic Park callback. Absolutely, there is. Leave her going with the metaphor. Steve. Ah, Will Smith is Captain America. Give it to me now. It would have been an interesting. That would have been an interesting timeline. 
Surely ours is the darkest timeline. Yes. Because we can't move past race or creed. Which is nearly exactly how much film is left, by the way. Exactly, yeah. That's actually accurate. Accurate statement. Yeah, give or take a couple, but yeah. Which is interesting. Well, you know, I mean, then there's a couple moments where that happens. There's there's a moment like that in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one of our recent episodes, where um, Abe Lincoln says four score and seven minutes ago. Oh yeah. And it's it's right at ninety minutes. I mean, it's very close to eighty-seven minutes. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. And it's pretty hilarious. Uh, that's the uh, yeah. And I don't doubt that Goldblum was counting on that because he has predicted everything else that's happened in this yeah, he's, story. He, he's a soothsayer at this he point. Is. He's not smart. It's <laughs> 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 a good line. Just not going to lie. And we, again, we have another beetle-looking ship uh, with the mothership here. Yeah, it's, again, that Egyptian design is hanging up from uh, Yeah, the Stargate. scarab. And yeah, I like that. The other was more maybe scorpion type of... With the overhead oh, yeah, hook, good call. Good and that's call. more of the scarab with the underhanging legs. No, I, I like that. Yeah, I think you're right on with that. That's massive. Oh, yeah. Now, see, Jane wouldn't care about the people outside. But random military dude played by Jane does. <laughs> Makes him something of a better person, I suppose. I'm really surprised at how well this still looks. Oh, my God. And even on DVD transfer. Yeah, it looks brilliant. It makes me happy. This whole sequence just going inside it, it I mean there's so much eeriness and awe that goes with it that just it really blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it makes the movie really hold up. This this, this feels familiar to something else too. Two thousand one? Maybe. We're gonna have a very Indiana Jones moment in a minute. Mm-hmm. What if what if we had Indiana Jones as played by Jeff Goldblum? I mean, he's definitely nerdy enough to do the archaeologist thing. Like, he would pull off the academic side better. of it. Because I, I, I don't sometimes believe Harrison Ford as it's a like it's the It's the Bruce Wayne Batman effect. Yeah. You make a great archaeologist indie, but not a adventurer indie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're very good at Bruce, but you're not so good at Batman. Yeah. yeah. It's a real problem. This is some good design here. Oh, yeah. And there's not much to it. I mean, just a couple of pillars here at this point and some fog. Yeah. We're setting the mood, though. And there's just a vaguely cone-shaped thing here. Or inverted pyramid, I guess I should say. <laughs> An inverted pyramid? Dun, dun, I dun. did say. What are those? Uh, the shock troops. Yeah, it's bad if they get to the ground.
looking at the matrix code there. Did you notice that? Was he? I'll see if we get another screen of it, but yeah. Power Windows is a good line. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum doesn't have many bad lines in this movie. Fair point. Docking? Where's going to hang out? The virus doesn't look a lot unlike the Matrix. Yeah. The streaming code. Mm-hmm. How do they still have a connection with him? Say again? How do they still have like any sort of connection with their communication? Yeah, I have no idea how they have any idea what's like, going well, on. Well, I guess Houston, like, I like, I mean, I get it that it might be transmitting back, but once you get inside an alien spaceship with all that green stuff all over it, <laughs> like, it ought to be toast, right? You would think there's no chance. Got it. Okay, go home. See, it's a matrix. Only blue. Yeah. It'd been better if, like, on all those monitors, like the American flag had popped up and started just playing. Uh, That's right. <laughs> oh, say. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a test shot anyway. I wonder how long it takes for this sort of thing to go through. <laughs> I mean, obviously, just a few minutes, but. Yeah. I mean, if such a thing actually existed and were really possible, I would wonder. How long? Yeah. Hit my afterburns. I go in faster. I think this whole movie is actually about being masculine, masculinity, and being sterile. And sterile. Because, yeah, because they're trying to penetrate the uh, the shield and unable to do so. And finally, you can slip one past the goalie. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It is precisely about yeah, it's exactly the ability to impregnate a woman. And there is this sort of you know. Vulvic opening in the spaceship. That well, no, that uh, uh, Quaid enters. Randy Quaid. Enters. Oh yeah. I mean, at the end, I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly how this ends up ending. He penetrates the yeah. You know, in the words of my generation, up yours. So, no, I think I like that reading. The other problem is when these spaceships crash land on the Earth. I mean, how much damage are they doing? 15 miles wide. Sort They're of wiping sp- out cities, and we're worried yeah. about nuclear. <laughs> Randy, Randy Quay is just going to steal the rest of this movie yeah, for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, he is. We got to go. I ain't heard no fat lady. I wonder if they're wondering, how come you guys haven't left the thing anyway? It would have been great for like a, ah, ah, ah. You didn't use the magic word. Ah, right. ah, ah. They got the computer screen simulation for it. Yeah. That little Nedry Elvis thing. Oh, see, in this moment again. Uh, the, I mean, I see the firefight in the air with all the, the fighter jets, and yeah. I don't really believe in it. You start blowing up the RVs. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it really hits home, doesn't it? Yeah, really kinda. hits home when they start blowing up the RVs. That's right. I live in a trailer park, man. Back up off me. <laughs> Those koozies, they speak a lot. Well, you know, 
They do speak a lot. And again, we got to avoid we the fireball. We should good trash Donnercast koozies. We should. We should make those as a, as a, as a Patreon uh, giveaway. <laughs> Certainly. Dear Alex, listener, get on that. Dear listener, how much do you want a good trash Donnercast koozie? koozie to Let keep your know. soda pop cold? Um, it's funny. Hide. That line delivery. Hide. Just so good. Yeah, Dad found his faith back. Yeah. And we even redeem sort of, you know, George Bush. deceitful George Bush guy, yeah. This is the second sci-fi in a row that we've watched where the uh, the uh, primary faith is Judaism. Oh, yeah. In space. In space. So clearly that's what's going to last. Just Judaism. Yeah, that Babylon 5 episode was full of Judaism, too. You yeah. Know? So. Something to it. There's a lot going on. It's been around a while. Yeah, a minute. It's been around the block a few times. A minute. Yes, I think that's precisely the logic of this film. Take them out before they take you out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Act first, ask questions exactly later. Exactly the worldview and foreign policy of this film. <laughs> Bad deal. How do you know they're locked on? <laughs> like space alien ships. Oh, they're locked on. How do you don't know nothing? Don't be stupid. It can only shoot straight down, so as long as you stay out of its range. Here we go. It's that port there on the Death Star. Oh, I don't think you are, Eagle 2. They came from behind. Stay on target. Stay on target. That is the moment here. Randy Quaid stealing the show. Quaid! You called it, Arthur, and of course he is. Pilot. This this is a very emotional moment about to occur. Yeah, it is. What is this kid doing in the war room, by the way? Just walking by. Just, just walking by. Touring the building. Hey, that's like my dad, yo. This is egregious, guys. But I think my dad most triumphantly will kick <laughs> some alien hiney. Mow the road. This last act really just kind of flies by. It really does. It's super fast. It's well paced for the movie's well paced for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that definitely the second act is the longest, slowest, and of course yeah. it ends in you know the hope is lost thing. Yeah, which is what you do. And apparently there are clamps on their missiles that don't let go when you want them to. <laughs> of course. Well, same thing. Uh, Slim Pickens had to do when he rode the uh, bomb, right? Oh, good point. So now we got the. Uh, do we get the Doctor Strange love? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Call back now. You make it absolutely right. I think we got this, Mr. President. Oh, this is heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm, it's so sad. This is, like, the end of Armageddon's heart-wrenching, but I think this is even... Do me a favor. 
can't. Oh, can't. <laughs> Russell, no. See, he took his off too. Yeah, I guess so when you realize what's the point. It's like I'm choosing to die. Yeah. He's coaxing it in. Oddly sexual imagery. The, yeah. The come on, baby, come on, baby. Good luck, buddy, from his wingman. Literally. I'm just saying. Man. I'm telling you. You laughed at me. Quaid. And I started the reactor. Reaction in this case. Mm-hmm. I always thought this was a great visual. The mm, it ship is. catching on fire. From like the inside. Yeah, the combustion yeah, thing. Brilliant. It looks great. That's pretty outstanding. Yeah, radio that stuff away. I'm not thinking Russell Case gets an F eighteen, by the way. <laughs> Under any circumstances. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, uh, and you know. Yeah. Well, they seem pretty desperate. I want to see the Bill and Ted spinoff with uh, with Jane and uh, yes. this, this kid. The, like, uh, I want that I am line, though, with the, with the harder line about, you know, you're not my dad. You're just the guy that married my mom. Yeah. Like, I think it would definitely be more impactful and powerful. What if it's in the... Uh, the special edition has know. about nine more minutes, I think, added in. Could be, then. That'd be interesting to see. Dear listener, again, if you know that, let us know. Is that a line you're familiar with? Yeah. Because we don't have to rewatch this again. No, we do not. As much as we love it. I, n I need some time. Yeah. Two and a half hours is an investment. Yep, now here come the bad guys and the bullies to thrash. And guys we really care about, you know. We're, we're most motivated to, to know what happens with Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And they save them for last. It's like Return of the Jedi, you know. We're going to get back to Luke and Darth Vader eventually. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's what we most care about. I'm sure we're going to watch Hanalei and 3PO and R2, but... We really care about. Yeah. We know they, they need to do what they do, so, you know, the other group, the Lando group, can do what they do, but we're really watching it to see what happens with Luke and Vader. What it's about. And we just might as well know what we're dealing with. So we've somewhat redeemed smoking at the end of the film. Oh, I mean, absolutely they do. Which is, uh, yeah, again... Just beginning to be is that what you're saying? Uh, smoking's cool again, or yeah, well, it's just beginning to become incorrect at this point. Oh, okay. And okay, it okay. seems to be like a, one of the last death throws against. Like, wait a minute, there's a, there are moments and times and places when it's kind of awesome to smoke. Yeah, and this is one of them. The most awesome moment is walking about the salt plats on your own. You know, having just you know saved the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then why would you not do what you do? Look at this. Look at the humans. That's such a funny thing to say. <laughs> Good night. I love that he talks under his breath. That's so funny. 
Like, what's happening? I don't know. Ah, ah, ah. There's that ah, ah, ah moment. That's exactly what it is. It's funny how that shot all the way through. Yeah. And they broke loose. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah, it is a good line. Again, this is just good action. <sighs> Couch is moving on me somehow. It's weird how that happens. Yeah. If you want to sit closer, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to blame the couch. Well, you know, the movie's nearly over. <laughs> we really haven't got a good cuddle in. <laughs> Stop side seat driving. Well, you got to have a timer going so you create tension. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a meaningless morass of just flying around and avoiding stuff. So now it's quite meaningful. Oh, if I don't get out of there, we all die. And we'll Indiana Jones it and close the gate to make it even more tension. There we go. Because the T-Rex is about to eat us. Mm -hmm. And I've got to get me one of these, I think, is a Will Smith line that recurs, right? Yes. I've got to get me one of these. I think it's, it's something from something. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally watch the full Will Smith Jeff Goldblum movie. Yeah, there's nothing but yeah. Yeah, give me that, please, right now. <laughs> I would pay. They got Predator blood. They see him glow in the dark. Oh yeah, I was thinking a lot about the Predator with the exoskeleton thing. Mm-hmm. The external armor. It's very. That's totally a thing. Yeah. Mm, you don't know. You don't know. Cliffhanger. A little bit, anyway. Yeah. And here's your Yub Yub Singer Ewok song moment. Luckily, the thing landed in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And avoided all harm, even though it was floating over cities earlier. Yeah, to all of the persons. Well, it's like somewhere over, you know, a Zulu tribe, I guess. Is that Zulus out of Kenya? Sure. They look like Zulus to me. Pyramids. They missed the pyramids, so those cultural artifacts are not lost in any way. Is this Australia or no? I'm not sure where that was. Well, he's definitely reelected. Yeah. Forever and an eternity. He just won your reelection. He just saved the world. Oh no, he did put a drunk behind the wheel of a Fighter pilot. Well, he did, but that drunk is the one who did it. So, I'll say, I always knew. The first wives club have heard nothing. Yeah. Oh, we didn't see you standing there. Mercy. Let's drive across the salt flats again because why? It's an excellent visual. Because why? Screw you, that's why. Because I don't actually know where we are in proximity to the Salt Flats, but we're going to drive out there anyway. There are roughly several Air Force bases in the Salt Flats vicinity.
Not sure what she's wearing in these scenes, by the way. Her shorts and cardigan combo? Yeah, it's a weird thing. <laughs> Big reunion. I gotta correct the problem here. So maybe you might become an astronaut after all, Will. So this is the initial program that led to uh, Will Smith being drafted into the MIB program. You're correct. It's, it's like a preliminary investigation yeah. here. They actually wipe his memory at the end of this movie. So that's yeah, why after he got sort of a bad of attitude, joined the police department. <laughs> NYPD means I will knock your punk ass down. So funny. Quoted all day, all the days. Next week on Good Trash Tracks, we take on Men in Black. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe not. You also have to stay tuned to your listener to find out. That's some green screen. It's some green screen with a matte painting. Yeah. <laughs> Mama's dead, but happy Fourth of July, Dad. <laughs> what a what a blown line. Yeah, it is. And that too. Promise you fireworks. Stupid. Yeah, I get it. It's the meteor shower from blowing up the thing. But nonetheless, it's just stupid. (laughs) Oh, directed by Roland Emmerich. Well, there you go, dear listener. There's a very Blade Runner font going on there, too. It is very. References to everything, dear listener. That's exactly it. Well, dear listener, that is our commentary on Independence Independence Day. Day. So... UID4 fans now have uh, the experience of watching a movie with us. This is not how either one of us watch movies. We actually watch movies when we watch movies. Typically, yes, that's what happens. But, you know, since we wanted to kind of have a chatty chat chat, and which we do occasionally when we watch movies, now you know what that's like. Yeah. So I uh, keep rocking out to the amazing score here of the uh, end of Independence Day. And uh, I'm Dustin Sells. I am Arthur Gordon. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. There you go. That's the show.